0: Welcome to post status excerpt. Each week we bring you some juicy information for the WordPress professional that would be you. And my job here is to introduce one great sponsor and this week it is gravity forms. Now gravity forms is probably going to be the easiest and most trusted advanced form solution for your WordPress website. Why do i say that from experience i think gravity forms is one of the first plugins i ever purchased with my own money for my freelance clients and i'm still happy with the decision years later today it's packed with these really time-saving tools a great advanced revisited redesigned ui and lots of neat features and add-ons it's also the only wordpress form management plugin you're probably ever going to need so stop losing valuable leads needing some advanced features that this plugin over here doesn't offer and grow your business with gravity forms check them out at poststatus.com slash gravity all right welcome to the first and maybe even last news draft for post status my name is david whitescreen bissett be your host this evening we have some great panelists here this evening Let me explain to you the concept of what's going on first. So there are sports drafts where people pick players within a group, and at the end of the draft, these people pick the players they want, and they form these teams. Well, we are basically doing that except for WordPress News. So we have five panelists plus myself here this evening. They'll be introducing themselves in a second. They all have their top WordPress stories of 2021. I asked what WordPress stories of 2021 They think were the most important or the most influential that meant the most to them. So in a draft, there is an order. We have the order set. The only two rules, I think, are one, you obviously can't repeat another pick once it's out. So you have go to your alternate picks. And you have to be specific in your pick. So it can't be just acquisitions. It has to be a specific news story. So X acquired Y. And I think there is also one more rule where... It's about the story, not where it's posted from. So if X acquired Y was taken from the tavern, the next person can't pick the same story just because it was the new story, the link that they're sharing is from another source post status. So if we're all good on that, let's introduce our panel in the order that was picked by random.org. Ruba, why don't we start off with you? I'm Ruba,
1: I'm a WordPress developer, and I'm excited to be here.
0: Daniel, your name, occupation, and rank... (laughs)
2: <laughs> Daniel Schittsmith, I'm a web developer, and let's work on things like WP Livestreams directory.
0: Yeah. And next is Jason Cosper, not Cooper, Cosper.
3: Hey, what up, everybody? This is Jason Cosper, aka Fat Mullenweg. I am the <laughs> WordPress product advocate over at DreamHost, and also I co-host WP Water Cooler with my friends, Savory, Jason Tucker, and Steve Zangat.
0: Robert? Jacoby, you're up next. How's it going? It's going great.
4: What a wonderful way to end the sort of year. Robert Jacoby, Director of WordPress at Cloudways, a WordPress cloud managed hosting service.
0: And you go the way of the clouds. Last but certainly not least, Leslie, tell us a little bit about yourself.
5: Hey, it's Leslie Sim. I'm co founder of Newsletter Glue, it's a WordPress newsletter plugin. And also a big
0: post status Oh, okay. Well, that's not going to get you anywhere. But the uh, the nice remark is appreciated. All right, let's start off with Ruba. What is your first pick? I
1: apologize to everyone, but it's that five point nine was delayed. This was really, really big. I remember at the beginning of this year complaining and complaining about 5.8 being released with half-baked features and for developers who are working on products for clients this was a really frustrating time. So when 5.9 was delayed because some of the features were not as you know still needed some issues fixed in them that felt like we were hurt a little bit and This was setting a precedent of never doing a release with half-baked features and maybe Uh even a precedent of never doing a release around December holidays. Like maybe this will just shift the whole cycle. That would be really nice. And I mean, I remember someone said that deadlines are not arbitrary. And they're not. But meeting a deadline for the sake of meeting a deadline is also not a valid approach. And I hope that we can have more discussions around that with WordPress release cycles.
0: This was not on my list, but because I only have like five or six items on my list, but I agree that this is a bit of a change. I mean, Five Nine would have come out, it would have come out, guess when it would have come out on State of the Word Night, right? Yeah. I don't know. It, it's certainly affecting next year somewhat because I think the schedule they're trying to talk about next year is a potential four release schedule or at least two of the four or two of the three. That's right. Uh, we've never had, a, I don't think we've had a release in January. I, I think that's potential. That's a very good first round pick. I don't know if anybody got that, but so far I'm safe. But I think that's a very good pick. And that's one of those picks that's going to be by m- like maybe middle of the year next year. We're going to look back on here and say, this is how much this decision made in terms of change. And I think it was good decision too. All right, and let's see. Daniel, you're
2: up. What's your first pick? This happened this year, and I didn't even realize it was this year, was the whole ProfilePress WP User Avatar debacle. <laughs> they um, had uh, 400,000 active installs at the time. And basically, I believe what happened was the, the company got taken over, basically, and renamed the plugin overnight, to which it was a bit different than what it used to be. And for those who didn't use WP User Avatar, it was basically kind of a one-function type of plugin. all of a sudden you had this profile press, which was much more involved and basically changed the the user interface of everything. I had a few clients using it, so it was a bit of a shock. (laughs) And uh, since then, I I believe on all those, we just got rid of it and just did something else instead. But to me, I was looking back and, you know, what happened in the past year in 2021? And this stuck out right away once I realized it did happen in 2021. Yeah. Well, Collins, Collins is the... Owner of Profile Press and he's a developer and owner. And really nice guy. This was actually a great interview with him over on the WP Minute that was also done
0: around the same time.
2: So it wasn't a malicious intent at all. I think it was just, you know, just a misstep, basically, in in best business practices.
0: And just goes to show you, like, I think now as we get further along in the WordPress ecosystem, how like if that would have happened maybe maybe with less users, maybe like four years ago, I think it wouldn't have been such a magnified or a focused type of issue, right? Yep. So as WordPress plugins go on, you know, people have to be really even more careful because the audiences are getting bigger. The stakes are getting bigger. My headache medication's getting bigger. All right, but that's okay. Great. Excellent pick. So profile press debacle, unintended debacle, but debacle was Daniel's pick. And uh, thank you very much. So Jason, what's your first pick?
3: Yeah, so Aruba took my my pick naturally. It's, she sniped it's you. Yeah, we have she our did first snipe,
0: snipe. This is awesome. This is like the first snipe. I didn't really think we'd have one tonight.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I mean, she's in the catbird seat. She is basically, you know, there first up. So I applaud you for grabbing that one. So I've got to go with what was going to be my second pick, mm-hmm. which is the WordPress performance team. Ah, oh, uh, i got sniped okay yeah there we go so a, a snipe with a snipe perfect so as somebody who has been focused on wordpress performance through uh, a pretty significant portion of my time in wordpress making wordpress faster i think that it is great that we are finally seeing uh a focus for this on core and the people who are um, throwing their names in, Till Cruz, Henry Helvetica, a few other, you know, just really amazing people. And just the amount of activity that's happening in the performance channel or when they have their weekly team meetings is just uh, phenomenal to me. And it was kind of a late in the year thing, but I'm really excited to see it grow in 2022.
0: I honestly had doubts in the beginning when I first read it, that if it was going to be a thing, it was a proposal when I read it first. Sure. And I'm not saying that nobody cares about performance, but it was just, I don't know. It's one of those things where I guess maybe it was too good to be true. Right. You know, one of those, one of those deals. Um, just being frank here, my views and opinions don't reflect those of any collective or individual post status and post status Inc. and incorporated. Okay. That's a great first. Okay. That's a great first pick, WordPress performance team. And yes, I would, I admit I was sniped on that. So Robert Jacoby, please, uh, leave me with a list I can share. With that's-
4: yeah. With the 2017 first pick, the Chicago Bears choose Mitch Trubisky.
0: That sounds like a good Wait. clam chowder, too. Wrong show, wrong show. Oh, uh, Especially in
4: wrong year. <laughs> good lord.
0: Oh. <laughs> wrong team.
4: I'm going to snipe everyone's acquisition wannabe drafts and say that the biggest acquisition news of the year was Yoast being acquired by Newfold Digital.
0: Hard to ignore that one. <laughs> That's nice.
4: it's i I think it's important because everyone knows yoast from like you know community hardcore folk to end yo end users and I almost got yoasted by yoast and i i think it really shows what the wordpress economy is evolving into and no opinions here but it's changing and when you have a huge acquisition by someone like Newfold slash Bluehost for all intents and purposes of Yoast, I I think it really sent up flares, economic flares throughout the WordPress ecosystem.
0: It, very few long old school WordPress plugin companies left, and that what I think on a lot of people's list was the first one they thought of. Yep, I'm not going to mention the other ones because <laughs> if I say it three times, it may be like Candyman; they'll be acquired. Or, or they're already acquired, or they're already in the works. For all I, for all we know, right? I think it was the suddenness of it too. That was a quick one, right? I think with the, like advanced really custom cool. fields, you could see it a little bit coming, or you wondered in the back of your mind one lazy day, oh, I wonder what's, I wonder if they're ever going to be acquired someday. But I personally never felt that way with Yoast. It just the Yoast deal was
4: the Yoast deal was approximately nine to twelve months in the works.
0: Yeah, which you know, obviously for that good, you keep a secret, right? Yeah, But yeah, so, okay, well, our first acquisition pick off the table. Fortunately for us, we've got 85,000 more acquisitions on the table. So that may be a popular one, but it's not the only only one.
4: I'm calling all the acquisitions with that one.
0: Well, It's going to be a long night. So, Leslie, maybe you can, what's your pick first round?
5: So my pick, I'm going with an acquisition relay topic, and it's Alex Denning's Insight Automotive's self-perpetuating marketing machine. So I think like this post was inspired because of Awesome Motive's acquisition of Pippin's plugins, but it's called something else. It's not called that. And so what I liked about this article was kind of how it mapped out the huge, vast SEO machine that Awesome Motive is building and how Sandhills and all their plugins kind of fits into that and how it kind of, yeah, just like creates this this big content marketing machine, which is hard to replicate on a smaller scale. And I guess like people often talk uh, about WordPress from a developer point of view. I think like most of you here are you know, developer centric. And so I wanted to bring in marketing, the marketing side of things and, you know, like talk about how and WP and all of the automotive blog assets Play such a big part in the WordPress ecosystem. Like anyone who's not a WordPress professional, if they're go, coming into WordPress for the first time, it's likely that Awesome Motives blogs will be the first point of contact into WordPress. And I think like that's really interesting to consider and also what that looks like going forward as well for the ecosystem.
0: They have a very good content management strategy. I used to work there, so hi. I can tell you, they've got a nice well-oiled machine over there. And that, and you're right, I don't, I, you know, maybe it's just the circles that I travel with or the circles that allow me to travel with them, if you want to look at it that way. But I don't think that gets a lot of attention. So so great it, job. David, I think Sayed likes it that way. Let's quickly move on to my pick. So uh, this was my first pick, and I, it's a pick from the tavern, and it's specific, it's tavern, it's, Partly the subject material, but also because Sarah Gooding just did an excellent job. It's AMP has irreparably damaged publishers' trust in Google-led incentives. This got on Hacker News, which appeals to a broader audience than beyond WordPress, which is one reason why I picked it. The other is, if anybody remembers how AMP was, I'm going to say promoted at WordCamps, and I remember one WordCamp, it probably it's either the 18 or the 19-1. Like, I think it was in giant letters. Google had a huge, and they were advertised, there was other things being promoted there. But I remember all of the discussion and the effort that went into convincing developers to contribute to the AMP project. I remember discussions about, well, it's the old automatic contribution controversy that some people like to bring up, like, you know, like it's open source, but there's so many people from this company working on it that they have a certain level of control that is unfair or is unwarranted and so forth. And people made that case for the Google AMP plugin, too, in that project. Regardless of which side you fell on that, because I ultimately in the end, I think that discussion never really reached an official conclusion or closure. There was a lot of talk and this kind of Regardless of how many developers were aware of what Google was doing, their trust there has been broken, and it's broken today. It's going to take a very long time for Google, I think, to come into the WordPress community and open project or not and not be looked at with a mark of suspicion. Even if the developer, and I'm not even saying the developers involved with in the AMP knew Everything that was going on or what or whatever was brought up. It's an excellent article by Sarah on that. And I thought it was fair and it got picked up by a wider audience. and it does address not just Google, but you know what happens when we have companies, Larger companies that are in the news because of, the, you know, of antitrust or because of their worker policies or whatever, what far extent do you trust them knowing that not everybody in the company has the same evil intentions, what you think are evil, but how far do you trust them when it comes to the you know WordPress and open source projects? And I think that's a good question. And I think everybody has the right to have a different answer. So I thought it was a very thought-provoking article. So that was my first pick
4: there. Dave, if I may, you snipe me. That was my number three pick. <laughs> But I actually came at it from a different way. It was Uh the Jeremy Keith blog post about resigning from the AMP advisory committee.
0: Uh, That's another good one. Yeah. And And what did you think about, what stood out from you on that one? I'll throw you a bone. Well, I think
4: I've been, I'm not an AMP. Let's just call it AMP because that's what everyone else calls it. I'm not an AMP fan in the first place. I don't like public content being made proprietary. And I think for... Justin, all the reasons that he left are the exact reasons no one should be using AMP in the first place. I think it's it's bad tech for bad reasons.
0: It's a shame too, because I know some people that were, you had some people for and against it, but in the end, that I think that article combined with Sarah's excellent evaluation of it, it's really, it's hard to get a lot of positivity. Again, this is my opinion. This is not an opinion of anybody else. So that that was my pick. I thought it was very thought-provoking and it went beyond the WordPress industry. Ruba, what is your second, we're in the second round pick, what's your second pick?
1: So I had a different second pick, but then something happened today that made me change my second pick. (sighs) And that was Frost being acquired by WP Engine. So the reason I had to choose this as my pick is because as a developer and as a person who uses WordPress a lot and is seeing all these acquisitions happen, I am wary of acquisitions. I wonder how good these bigger companies are going to be as stewards of these plugins and where they're going to take it next. And when, co- when plugins and smaller companies get acquired, I tend to think, oh, okay, now this is going to be more profit-heavy, more money-making, less contributions, less being part of the community. But then WP Engine did this thing where they acquired a commercial thing and they made it open source. And it reminded me... That big company, big money, doesn't have to mean only more profits and more sales. And in fact, you can have big money that brings big contributions back to the community as well, if they choose to. And it made me look at WP Engine in a more positive light. So I think that was a great marketing move on their end.
0: In fact, I didn't have a chance to absorb it a lot, but I know they refunded everybody who bought copies. Yes. Of them. So. Which, in all honesty, no, I, I probably that was jump changed to WP Engine, but I think that's a goodwill move there. Who created Frost again? Oh, Brian Gardner, and, and
1: Nick Diego. That's it. What, yeah. where, does
4: Bri- where does Brian work now?
1: At WP Engine.
3: Where does Nick also work now? WP
2: Engine. Or, <laughs>
3: There's Where, there's,
2: whoop, there's something whoop. to be said too though, uh, for Brian Gardner has a formula down for, <laughs> for doing this because before he had Studio Press that also went to to WP Engine.
4: Oh, and P.S. I love Brian Gardner. He's he's a local WordPress super guru because he's in the Chicago community, so that's amazing. But you know, I I don't think it's an accident that Frost <laughs> followed Brian to WP Engine if. You know, I'm surprised with, if Brian far. wound up at some other place, Frost may have wound up at that other place. That's all yes. I'm saying.
0: Frost isn't even a year old. Or is it I think it's barely a year old or I think it's barely. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't it, it
4: came I out in February. Yeah, I, I thought it came yeah. out in twenty one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well good. That's another great acquisition pick. So new off the presses. So new and still have time. Daniel, let's see. What's your round two pick? Yeah,
2: mine's more an editorial. Thank goodness. No, I'm (laughs) kidding. Go ahead. So... So this was uh, Paul Lacey had done a rather lengthy post about uh, his stance on WordPress, how he was kind of leaving the community for a little while. You know, and I think he'll probably come back, but but it was also you know truly about his feeling of Gutenberg and the the dichotomy between WordPress Foundation and Automatic and reflections on him fishing with his father. I mean, it, it took you for a roller coaster and is probably one of the most beautiful reads I had of the year in the WordPress space, which was really. Odd, because usually we're talking about technology more than anything. <laughs> uh, There's the Kleenex, little, mom. Yeah, and this was a little bit more human felt. So, it, you know, it, you know, everyone should really take a look at it. And he voices some really good concerns, you know, concerns of, again, of what's the role of different companies and what we're doing, what's the role in Gutenberg and kind of pushing forward and how that's going to reflect, you know, making websites in the future. and And how do we bring people into the fold that might be having more difficulty with adopting Gutenberg or traditionally want to be able to use page builders more often and feel like they're getting neglected or pushed out of the community. Personally aside, I mean, I think page builders are here to stay. I don't think it's a, you know, this or that. I think it's just an an added additional kind of quality aspect that people can use, you know, to use an element or use, you know, Ocean's WP or something like that or Oxygen. But it was a really good article and it, it spread like wildfire through the community. So you actually saw a lot of people doing blog posts or other posts that were reflecting similar things and, you know, referring back to the specific post there over on the WP minute. Okay.
0: Great pick. Yeah. That's, um, and that's why we have the people we have here tonight, because I didn't, I w I was hoping to get diverse collection of, of articles and not just um, name as many acquisitions as we can in the next hour. So, but yeah, uh, it's the heart for, uh, if it if packs you in a heart impacted a lot of people emotionally, then it, that's definitely a good pick. So Jason, what's your note
3: rich around two here? Yeah. I'm maybe going to pull a Babe Ruth point at the bleachers and call the shot that round two is going to be pretty Gutenberg heavy because my second pick is a uh, theme.json shipping with WordPress 5.8. I think this is a really a uh, huge deal for folks, I know that, that you're kind of, when it comes to custom CSS and stuff like that, you can either learn CSS or JSON, it's not really necessarily the easiest switch to make. Like if you present somebody who is, is a little less experienced with code, however, I just think that the impact of this, uh, the amount of things that it can control with blocks is going to be massive. And the next few versions of of WordPress, when 5.9 finally drops, when, you know, as things mature, I just think that a theme JSON really is going to make a huge impact on how themes are built, how child themes are built, how, like all of that, basically. Um, Who's doing the theme? I
0: know that more than one person's doing it, but who's, is David, somebody's doing the theme JSON generator. Has anybody seen that?
1: Yep.
3: Yeah.
0: David, what's the last name? I keep forgetting. Choir. Choir. Yeah. I mean, it's looking pretty good. Remember when we had themes and then the underscore generator came out? Mm -hmm. And there was another generator. whose name escapes my mind right now. But it seems once we get these generators going, things accelerate. But I think that's a really great pick because obviously theme.json is something that can be turned into a builder or tool or a companion. There's so much you can do because JSON's practically human readable. And that's the point of it. So I think that's, yeah, I I think that's an excellent technological. We'll we'll look back in a couple of years and say, is it, you know, if we have a thousand themes or variations, is it because of theme.json? And I would venture a guess it's going to have a heck of a lot to do with it. So that's an excellent pick.
2: And it's also setting itself up for a good expansion in the future too, of what the capabilities will be by getting into JSON.
0: So it could have been.
1: Hopefully extensibility.
0: Yeah, because it could have been, that could have gone a different way and not a easily readable, editable text file kind of way either. So in fact, there's probably some things in Gutenberg that are, you know, that you have to know some deep knowledge on that. I wish they could just make it like that magically somehow as easy as editing a file. So excellent, excellent pick. Okay, Robert, you're up. What's your round number two pick?
4: I'm going with the, I'm going to extend the extensibility with open verse. Welcome to the open verse. Okay. Now we're not extending just the code. We're extending all the media that comes in contact with WordPress. And the you know, acquisition, technically by automatic, of CC Search, okay. I think part state, of Matt's state of the word is going to insanely impact what every single you know, day-to-day user can do with audio, video, and who knows what else will wind up in the OpenVerse.
0: Okay, so what is the difference between, for our listeners, and for maybe me, but our listeners, what is the difference between OpenVerse and WordPress.org slash photos?
4: WordPress.org slash photos will be a curated subset of OpenVerse, as I understand it, Mm -hmm. from the state of the word. And that'll, you know, have audio and video at some point, but let's not say it's going to be tomorrow. So that'll be the family-friendly, the open-source-friendly, the community-friendly version of what OpenVerse is, because OpenVerse will probably encapsulate a lot more content than probably WP.org can...
0: Well, yeah, it's uh, bought from Creative Commons, right? So Creative Commons looks like they didn't have the support financially or structurally to be able to have that library, automatic acquired it, brought it into the open-source... Correct. Stop. Well, so the library yeah.
4: technically still exists at Creative Commons. It's the whole search engine and uh, all the infrastructure around that, because that's the hard part, right? Yeah. I could have a billion photo albums that are Creative Commons license zero, but if you can't find the photo you're looking for, if you're looking for that flower or that bird, you know, you can't find it unless there's a tool to do it, and that's the one that takes all the you know the hit on performance, you know. just getting stuff done. So, So, I mean, that's the bigger deal at the end of the day, and I think that's where where Creative Commons was having problems running that on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, I'm going to give Automatic and, frankly, Matt, kudos for that. I mean, I think that really changes the conversation about what open source means. Now it's not a geeky code thing like GPL this, GPL that. Now it's like, oh, I can put up a website and I can click the photos button, And I'm not going to get sued for, you know, this picture of a walrus.
1: Keep in mind that Creative Openverse still has non-CC0 images as well. That's the difference between Slash Photos and Openverse because the one on Photos will only have CC0 photos.
4: Exactly. Thanks so much, Aruba. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's a huge difference. So, yeah, on the Openverse side, you can deal with the licensing voodoo, whereas Photos, that's done. You can yeah. use a commercial per, personal edit, no attribution, Nothing. whatever. Yeah, you can do whatever you want with it. So it's it's become the free version of, of Getty for all intents and purposes.
0: Oh, that's, and we all know how the how another site that rhymes with B splash started that, and Matt mm-hmm. likes to. Likes the mind good mind. part
4: is it's not being called WP slash. <laughs> <laughs> unsplashed i trust matt and automatic with what he said state of the word you know about making sure open is open
0: and automatic had to be involved because they're the ones with the money and the infrastructure so automatic
4: I, did the actual acquisition
0: yeah. and i think they had to because it's, it's not it can't be just Matt. it has to be in it needs to be a company privately well, or publicly well there is a
4: wordpress foundation but they don't have the money to acquire anything
0: uh, then you're starting yeah. to get into there's probably reasons why legally and why it did Why it did what it had to do, but I'm just glad it's back. The word they just said, it was contributing it back to the, you know, they use the words contributing back to the open source project. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I like you, I trust Matt and I trust them that the fact is they're not trying to make a buck off of this. They're not trying to take what Getty did with that certain website and turn it into something it wasn't originally intended for.
4: Oh no, uh, everyone's going to make a buck out of this. This is the best part about, of even photos. It's the fact that Anyone can integrate this. It's, yeah. Oh, Matt yeah. said at the of the word, it is open. It's an open API. Wix can use this.
0: Careful, we can only say that three times on a podcast. <laughs> what if I used <laughs> alternates? If I say Squarespace and Weebly? Oh, crap, there goes two more. Oh, no. No, but you're right. Anybody can use it. They are the ones, but it's not, it's like Creative Commons. Like you said, they can do anything with it. They're just ones to maintaining the database, so... I can't wait to see what, like with Apple, I can't wait to see what you what you'll do with it. And I just feel the only thing I don't like about Openverse is that it sounds like something else. But Matt Mullenweg thought of the name probably before Mark Zuckerberg did, announced it anyway. So anyway, Leslie, let's get to your number two pick. We got some great choices here. Have you been sniped?
5: I have not. I feel like I actually um,
0: picked my picks to avoid being sniped. So oh, I hope you're so I hope smug. I like that. It's gonna be easier to take you down next round. Okay, cool. <laughs> what do you got for um, us? So my next pick is a podcast. Um,
5: it's called The Founders Field Guide, and they interview Matt Mullenweg. The host is Patrick O'Shaughnessy, and it's a, it's just a, I'm not sure how many. Sorry, I'm like flipping between Zoom and the site, so I don't know if if any of you listen to the podcast, but it's super cool, and it talk so basically. It's an hour-long interview, and we learn about Matt's kind of approach to WordPress. And, you know, he's talked a lot about this in the past, but it was nice to just kind of hear it in one hour-long podcast. He talks about wanting to work on WordPress for the rest of his life and his approach to making WordPress the open-source platform or operating platform that also happens to be open-source for the web. And how he sees, you know, kind of the law of platforms being that, as a company that's building a platform, you can only profit five percent off of the platform being built, and that's kind of like a good gauge of a thriving platform. So he uses Microsoft as an example. Like he says that Microsoft um, benefits five percent, and the, the platform that they built, you know, everyone else that builds on top of it gets the ninety-five percent, yeah, profit. And I thought that was a really cool approach. And I never heard him talk about that before. And that, and, you know, it really kind of expands your mind in terms of what he thinks is possible and what he wants, you know, like it's not going to be a cash grab, you know, at the end of the day, which, and that kind of, I guess, bleeds into what he's doing with Openverse and what we just talked about. And it really, you know, Makes you feel like you can trust the future of WordPress because he's trying to build it towards this 5%. And I'm trying not to like add in too many different news sources as well, because then I'm going to accidentally snipe other people. But you know, he's always talking about uh, avoiding the tragedy of the commons and he's always talking about five for, for the future and how, no. you know, he wants more people to contribute. And I think understanding that this is kind of where he's coming from, like wanting WordPress to be a platform. I want to only ever have take 5% of the profit Of the platform, I think that's like, yeah, just like a really good. Once you understand that, you can make a lot of business decisions from there and be comfortable in those decisions.
0: Didn't he say and say to the word that ratio is that 5% ratio is how five for the future was five? (laughs) I got yeah, that. I was, tr- I was trying
5: to avoid talking about that. Just well, I, I, a little...
0: I, if we accidentally snipe someone's specific article on that specific mention of the ratio, then I guess we've done that. But uh, there's, if somebody still has something to share for five to the future, I'll, I'll hear it. But that's, yeah, I think that's a great pick too. And I haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast. Man, to do now, if everybody is comfortable with it, I'd like to go through one more quick round, which means share your pick and maybe give a minute explanation, and then. Once we go through that, we're basically, we're basically at that point going to just share real quickly in a fourth round, just basically throwing out titles at that point, you don't need to explain them that we're just going to go through it. So we're going ever perpetually faster toward the singularity. Ruba, you're up next. What is what quick now is your third and third pick and real quick? Why?
1: Oh, okay. This is not from a news place, but it's something that made a really big impact on me. I'm going to post this. It's a Twitter thread by Nicole Sullivan where she's talking about how she doesn't wanna be erased when talking about uh, utility classes. And, you know, Tailwind, for example, is like a library of utility classes. And it made me think about in our own community in WordPress, who we choose to amplify, who are the kinds of people that we choose to listen to and share more from, and how that impacts what we understand about the kind of work everyone's doing. So for example, Nicole is talking about this because people were asking, hey, who started this whole trend? And people are pointing to all these, you know, men. And it's like, hi, I was doing this before the men, but nobody, nobody's sharing that because lots of people chose to amplify the men and not the women. Doesn't mean the women aren't doing good work. It means that they're just not being amplified. Mm. And it made me think a lot about like, there was a thread also on Twitter about, hey, who are all the people like involved in all these acquisitions? And I don't remember who put out this post, Leslie's nodding, but it was like all men. And it's like, you know, there's women involved in this situation too. Let's talk about and be more mindful of who we're thinking of and who we're involving and sharing about. And that's, a, you know, it's a topic close to heart.
0: <laughs> cool. So two things. First, you gave out a Twitter thread. I did not think of that. I'm, we're going to go for it. It's, it's. I think, it's Twitter news is news. Way. It's okay, Twitter is news. Yep. And second of all, I forgot about me. I skipped myself. So real oh, quick, man. remember, I was at the oh, end. We're, we're all good with that, Dave. We're all good. Yes, but like my wife, you still have to endure me. So real quick, um, just going backwards a little bit. I actually have a brand new pick that actually has been, in my, it's only been online since December 21st. So it's only been online for two days and it actually took an acquisition. It, I had an acquisition pick ready, but this moved it down in terms of it's, it's a thought piece. It's actually, I think it's a thought piece because I don't, he did talk with Matt, but it's not an interview. It is from Protocol written by David Pierce called, and this has a clickbaity title but it's the only thing that I didn't like about the article. It was, can Matt Mullenweg save the internet? I think it's a really catchy, I, I I can see now probably the more I get into it, like sometimes writers don't get to pick their titles. Sometimes the editors or whatever's do. I thought it was a little clickbaity. Dan, David responded by Twitter. He says, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I'll take that judgment. Then uh, that's fine. But as you go through, the, this is not just another profile of Matt Mullenweg. At least I don't think so. The more I get into it, it is about, it does start in the beginnings where Matt was a young guy. They have a photo of him. He did upgrade parties instead of whatever kids his age were doing at that time, and which I thought was really cool. But it really kind of lays the impression that, you know, we're in this phase right now of such closed-walled gardens from Google, from Apple, from Microsoft, from, from all the big players, right? And even the stuff that is coming up front of all the Web3 technologies and The promises of that being open and ownership, there's still some controversy in that regarding how that's going. I didn't, you know, once you realize that Automatic has been buying basically one of everything, it's been acquiring, I'm going to forget some names here because I'm being put on, I didn't put, I I put myself on the spot, but it's acquired that journal app. It has acquired... Yep. It has, we talked about already how the creative commons things was basically acquired slowly, but surely it seems like Matt through automatic is acquiring one, like one piece of something that should always remain open source from various different kinds of category. I'm trying to remember there's an analytics. If you go to postatuscom slash acquisitions, you could probably just look at the automatic.
5: Parsley, I, I think.
0: Parsley. Yeah. So that's an acquisition type of thing. So it looks like he, if you look at it, and this article mentions that, but it hides it in like a history and talks about Matt and how he uses WordPress and how he will continue to use WordPress for his full-time career. Or at least that's how he hopes. But once you start reading this, you begin to realize what, and I think Matt's state of the word kind of hinted that more this year than any other year in terms of where WordPress is, like Gutenberg, he says it's going to be bigger than, he considers Gutenberg bigger than WordPress, not just because yeah. it's a product, but because of the openness that other people can use it. Gutenberg in of itself is, in my mind now, I'm thinking it more like a parsley or more day one. Is it day one, the app I'm thinking of? It's another piece of this family of products that kind of cover what you would want to maintain an open presence on the web. Maybe social network is one thing that hasn't been touched yet, maybe, but I think maybe WordPress.org could be that too. Who knows? Tumblr is kind of a social network. So anyway, that was my more lengthier number two pick. I think that if you give it a good and fair read, sometimes articles really put Matt on a pedestal in terms of things, but I think if you take a step back and realize the... And Tumblr too, yes. Somebody mentioned Tumblr. Yes, that's a big one too. And we may not see all of the pieces right away, but once you read this and appreciate the acquisitions Automatic has been doing, I think it starts to give you at least a little bit of a different perspective. And that's why I liked it. It wasn't just another interview piece about Matt. It was really well done. So anyway, that was my number two pick. Sorry, I got skipped. Daniel, what's your quickie number three? Oh, God, don't don't take that out of context either. All right, thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Sorry, go ahead.
2: I got to tell you, you're making me nervous. I'm sweating bullets over here because you just started rattling off all the different acquisitions.
0: Oh, <laughs> I no. I got that, a good
2: one. I think I got a good one.
0: You can mention Pocket, something. Pocket okay.
2: Cast being acquired by Automatic. To me, this was a pretty big one. This was actually on the 9to5Mac blog slash Easing. It's just, you know, Pocket Cast is a great podcast application, kind of a competitor to Apple Podcasts and things like that. So you know, that's literally what I listen to all my podcasts with. But they have a nice web interface too, which most don't have. And so that's really, you know, been a key thing for me being able to kind of listen to those while I'm
0: working it during the day. Okay. Pocket case. And, yes. and that's another thing. Yeah. Like you said, that's just adding to all these like the article I was previously talking about. Yeah, that even adds even more to it. Uh Robert, what's your quickie? At this point, just
4: don't. Mr. Cosper's ahead of me.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Cos- I'm sorry, Jason. You switched Zoom. I had my Zoom windows set appropriately. Go ahead, sir. I, I
3: had to mute my video for a second to uh, get my stand hour in on my Apple Watch. I'm very sorry.
0: Oh, God. The- We're going through hell right now, sir. But, but which are quickie.
3: So, yeah, the quick one I have is Google's Flock, uh, the Federated Learning of Cohorts. Robert's shaking uh, his
0: fist at you right now.
3: Yeah. So Flock was a fairly large thing back in I want to say April May that had the Electronic Frontier Foundation up in arms, a lot of privacy advocates up in arms. Basically, like we're replacing cookies with this like federated learning cohorts. There have been a few other proposals as well, but the interesting in the WordPress spin on this is that there was a post up on the Make blog about basically like, hey, let's treat Flock like it's a security concern. <laughs> we we don't want people who visit our sites to be tracked. So it seems like Google took its foot off the gas a little bit, in part because of large projects like WordPress saying, hey, hold up.
0: Yeah. And and WordPress, I mean, that decision is not made by one person, right? So Google would have, or at least Google views it that it's a decision made by a committee or a party or the project or the contributors. So It's kind of hard to predict if that will go through. It's kind of hard to push that through, right? So, yeah, I think that's an excellent... I've actually forgotten about that. I've forgotten about Flock. How can I forget such an acronym? It was a long year. It's okay. Yeah, man, I I had some Flock last night with my chicken. It was delicious, but Google's Flock just doesn't need to go. Robert, what is your... What's your quickie three?
4: Gosh, I'm so, like, jealous of Jason's pick for Flock. I even wrote about this in April, and I... How did I miss that one? I called it "Flock is Cash," uh, centralized <laughs> analytics of segmented humans, because that's really what it was. It was just oh, another.
0: Now I got to write that down.
4: <laughs> My number three is oh. is technically not a WordPress thing. Oh, that's allowed. It, I, I'm I'm you know gonna you know upset the Apple Cart. I want to talk about the American Airlines lawsuit of Open Source Matters and an associated hosting company.
3: Okay. Open
4: Source Matters is the holding company for Joomla. As we know from the state of the word, the second largest and really the only other top five content management system you know that's being really utilized out there. American Airlines ha- earlier this year sued Open Source Matters because someone slash someone created a phishing site with a Joomla.com name because that was being light. You know, it gets in all the, into all that. Why am I drawing a
0: blank on this? Oh, my goodness. Oh,
4: boy. That's, you know, draw, I, it happens. You know, we're, I know. we're, we're to the WordPress space. But uh, my medication, uh, it's not 100%. This, but is, this is a b- big deal, this. actually, because this will impact how, you know, you, I think at the end of the day, what happens when you license a, a domain name to a third party to utilize for revenue or whatever? And this wow. is where this comes to. So, yeah, One. this happened. The lawsuit was announced in August of this year, but actually, I think some of the nitty gritty was happening much earlier.
0: Wow. That's a. Oh, well, I'll be reading this right afterwards. This is news. This is. If I saw this, man, I went right by it. This is pretty.
4: Very good pick. Very good pick. Oh, I'll, I'll be doing a deep dive of it next week.
0: Okay, well, come up for air. Let me know when you come up for air. Let's see, Leslie, you're at the bottom of the three here. Be- before me anyway, what's your third quickie? I got to stop saying that.
5: My pick is broadly the introduction of the um, FSE outreach program that started this year. I think it was talked about last year, but it started for Reels this year. And yeah, Anne McCarthy's been doing an amazing job one of the things that I find constantly um, interesting and maybe a tiny bit irritating is how many millions of people use WordPress, but like think of WordPress as something that happens to them. Like,
0: Like like, like a traffic
5: accident. Like, you know, like when Gutenberg comes up and they're like, Oh, I hate it. You know, this sucks and all that. Right. But like it's open source. So everyone can have their say, even, I mean, Like, I get the people who have their say and then get ignored, but the people who just kind of sit back and just wait for Gutenberg to happen to them or for stuff to happen to them, I'm not such a fan of that. Mm -hmm. And so I like the FSE outreach program because it kind of goes out and tries to get people involved. It does um, a much better job at communicating the things that are happening next it encourages people to do testing like the amount of times I've seen and kind of reach out um, to different people and different platforms just trying to get someone anyone to come and test the next release is like I I don't ever want to do her job and I'm always constantly surprised by how few people come and help test like I think 10 definitely under 20 people is the kind of typical number which is it's sad, right? So, so hopefully, you know, me talking about this gets more people interested and going to do it. But yeah, it's a cool thing. I like I like seeing the live stream she's been doing. I like seeing like she puts out. The first time I tried to do one of the tests, following all the instructions was, it was tough. Like I realized it wasn't actually that easy to test. And I think like that's gotten better over time as well. And yeah, so it's, it's just kind of a cool project and I hope to see it continue uh, next year as well.
0: Great. Well, I agree. And like I I'd like to see more testing as well. So my third quickie pick is actually an acquisition one. we are very quick. It's basically awesome mode of acquired. I'm sorry, Drupal. I'm sorry, Drupal. I wanted to make sure I got this right. It got easy digital downloads, some mode of acquired WP Simple Pay, affiliate WP. And it basically grabbed all those assets and um, I'm dropping the actual article is from WP Beginner, but there's also another article. A few, there's few people covered this as well, but I thought it was just if I had to pick one acquisition, I think this was the biggest one. I think Sam Hill's development I know was another with Brad, but not uh, not Pippin. Sorry, with Pippin, basically short-term retiring, and another old-school one there. All those products going to Automotive awesome I thought was probably the biggest shift. If I had to pick one acquisition that had a big shift, that would be definitely in my Top three, somebody already picked one, and somebody probably will also pick the other one I have in mind too. So, yeah, a lot of products underneath one one company. So I thought that was significant on multiple levels, which I won't have time to go into. So that was my third round pick. Now comes our last round, which has been called by other podcasts, and I'll stick with it and see if it sticks for our first round here. It's called the Bring Out Your Dead um, round, where we are not going to give any explanations. Just simply read what you have left, And let us know if you, anybody, if including if you got sniped by anybody else, if you haven't mentioned already. Ruba, what have you got left, real quick, listed out for us?
1: I got sniped when you talked about Pippin retiring. The other thing I had was MailChimp's sale and the public draft release of Cascade Layers, which is going to be really big in CSS, Mm. the Gravity Forms 2.5 release, which was, and ECF being acquired by Delicious Brains, and the Elementor's pricing update.
0: Oh, you got lots of good (laughs) ones in there. I can't pick just one to critique on.
4: Daniel, what is
0: your... Yeah, you don't mention
4: Elementor Cloud or whatever they're calling it
0: today.
2: (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I got sniped on the uh, protocol article about Matt. Also got sniped on the uh, AMP thing there. The ones I had left were... Let me just bring it up. Yeah. Oh, I got sniped on the Frost one too. That's right. Man, I got... got
0: You got sniped a lot for being somebody who was number two on the list.
2: I do have a good one here, though, which was uh, our future together at PostStatus, which was Corey Miller's post about taking over PostStatus. And I had just joined PostStatus, I think, maybe a month before that. And so that was a pretty transitional thing for me.
0: All right. Pretty good. Yeah. I, cool. That obviously had impact for me for me as well. That seemed like so long ago. But uh, yes, at the beginning of this year, Brian CrossGuard was still owner of PostStatus. So Jason, I, uh, I think you're up next.
3: That's correct. Yeah. So let's just get through uh, my small handful of other articles. Automatic acquiring front and having their founders working full time on Gutenberg. Like, hey, Frontity. Like, you know, you're a cool looking project, but get out of here. We need you for Gutenberg. Um,
0: yeah, they gave up their. Res- they gave up what they were working on to the open source community, which basically means this is your problem it,
3: now. Yeah it it did. Yeah. Or Well, I mean, I, that is, I'm not going to say that dead.
0: That is, I mean, well, I mean, they gave it up well, to the open source community. It's kind of like leaving food out for the bears. It's like, just don't look back and you'll just pretend the bears had a good meal.
3: Well, I, I, I guess to keep in the theme with uh, the bring out your dead, it's, I'm not dead yet. It's just a yeah, few You have room.
1: stewards that are gone and there's no transitioning team. It's dead.
3: True. So also dropping support for internet Explorer 11 that happened this year. Wow. Um, Yeah, out of self-interest, WP Water Cooler turned nine years old this year. Mm. 400 episodes, you know, we've been at it for a while. I came along within the past, like, four or five years. So I've only been along for part of that ride. But, you know, it's just... You you run into a lot of WordPress podcasts that don't stick around, that maybe only put out, like, 10 or 20 episodes. Or three only
0: 300 episodes, only that much. But, yeah, that... Right, but four hundred. Uh, and, oh.
3: and the last one, a weird pick. Matt uh, Mullenweg backing open insulin, open source oh, yeah. insulin, back in July, and he kind of put his money uh, behind that. And I think that is, I mean, it's not necessarily a WordPress thing for the people who are in the WordPress community affected by type one diabetes. It's a huge thing, but just the fact that he did that, I thought, was super cool. Yeah, uh,
0: I think I remember hearing about that. But
3: yeah, it it, it just so went along with Matt's
0: personality and his view of the open web that it wasn't a surprise when I heard about it, even if it wasn't WordPress related. But it is so nice to hear something when it comes to Matt and it's not WordPress related. (laughs) Because sometimes that's rare when it comes to our radar. Robert, bring out your dead. I'm going to lead with
4: Open Source is Broken by Christine Doddrill. This, (laughs) This, <laughs> I, I'm liking the shaking, the up and down nods of uh, uh, approval on this one. It th- I've been in the open source space for almost 20 years, and I know that open source contributors are treated less than dirt until something completely explodes, cough, log4j. <laughs> and then the folks, all like, Four of them who are supporting this thing for free get yelled at for destroying the internet for like three days, and that's ridiculous. What is the, the you know the mindset of you know folks who have worked their tails off to make this stuff work? And yeah, it's their fault because no one wants to pay them to make sure that you know there's you know syntax error somewhere keeps running. Yeah, so look at it. Look at it. our lives. Everyone here, certainly on this call, and certainly everyone listening to this, is wholly dependent on a million, billion pieces of code written by folks who did it for fun, for did it for, you know, testing the bounds of tech, trying to solve a bigger puzzle. WordPress, Linux, Apache, dns every i mean we could go on and on and the support for these communities is crap and yeah that you know that's going to be you know whether it's the it's the story that no one cares about because if they cared about they'd already be paying into it so yeah support your open source project yeah i
0: like because it runs every minute of your day I, I tweeted something once. It was about like a uh, company saying, we have we make tons of money off of open source. We'd like to support the open source community. And the open source community says, pay us. And the company says, but not like that. <laughs> not like that. Yeah, like that. I mean, that that's the problem. All right. Well, very good. We'll just, I'll put a poor one out for the open source contributors tonight, ladies and gentlemen. As we move to our final, Leslie, what's your bring out your deads? Or mostly deads?
5: So I'm gonna piggyback on what Robert just talked about. So one of my picks is Nadia, I'm gonna pronounce her last name wrong. Her book called Working in Public, The Making and Maintenance of Open Source Software. I th- I think that might have come out last year, but let's pretend it came out this year.
0: You're killing me, Leslie. Kill me, but go ahead.
5: Yeah so it's kind of the same as what Robert talked about it looks into open source how it's all structured the you know tiny bits of code that that run so much of our platforms today and interestingly it talks also about the communities that maintain it and how different open source projects have, different, have evolved to have different styles. So for example, some, some maintainers like to be contacted on Twitter, for example, and others um, such as WordPress expressly say, don't ever contact us on Twitter because that's not how we're able to communicate. And it just talks to about the size and the scale and the scope of open source projects and how they're all so different and, it, it kind of actually centers around GitHub and talks also about how much GitHub has changed, how open source is run and operated and maintained these days. So yeah, a really good book. Highly recommend it. So that's one of my picks. And I'll quickly just go through the other two. The next one is Wix. Oh, the, that's
0: the, the second one here. Second mention. Go ahead. The
5: WP Tavern article title is Wix takes a jab at WordPress with bewildering new marketing campaign. You got so it. I got you sniped.
0: Phone. You sniped in one of my, one of my, my, one of my dead ones here.
5: Yeah. So Wix going, taking a snipe at WordPress with the zombie headphones. I, I know a bunch of people who got them and were just really confused. <laughs> and yep. the last pick that I had was the White House. So I, I'm not American, but the whitehouse.gov House.gov. Website being rebuilt in like crazy short amount of time, yeah. maybe a month mm-hmm. and completely rebuilt going from Drupal back to WordPress and being built in Gutenberg, which I thought was really cool. So yeah, those are my picks. Yeah. Yep.
0: And Helen actually gave a pretty good presentation of how all that went down during the Camp Europe, no WordCamp US a couple of months ago. She gave the full story, well, as much as she can reveal. And the fact that they turned it around that fast was mind boggling. That was also a snipe on you. You pretty much snipe the rest of my dad, Leslie there. I had white house runs on WordPress. I also had things like proposed WordPress performance team gets green. Like that was also taken. I had the Wix one as well. The marketing campaign. How could you forget that? I think the only one I have left that wasn't touched by anybody here is the WordPress economy drives more than half a trillion in revenue, which was a report reported, or it was a report authored by WP engine. And since our WordPress market share, Alexa is being, not Alexa the device, but Alexa the company, they supply the numbers for W3Tech's market share numbers, which is where we get all of our 43%, 40%, a 40, 40, little over 43% right now. That shuts down in May. So if that shuts down, our ability for that market share number is going to be, I, I don't know if anything will take its place, but in my opinion, relying on the market share number, especially when it's going to stop eventually at some point, it's not a good way to, it's not a good, real quick way to tell if WordPress is a success in terms of growth in terms of all of this. We, ha- we relied on that number because it was easy. And but I, I think what we should start doing now is looking at other places to determine the strength of uh, WordPress, the community and all of that. And one of it is money. And I thought this article really kind of, it was the first time I think I've seen half a trillion in revenue. In terms of the entire WordPress space, not just somebody like Automatic as we're 7.4 or something, which also I think was news this year. So I thought that was a pretty critical article that other people now can start to build off of and or add to their collection of how they can tell how the WordPress ecosystem is moving along. Because market share, it was kind of a poor metric to begin with. And it's, you know, the closer you get, the higher you go up, whether WordPress's growth slows or not in terms of market share. It's kind of like the the iPhone market share doubled every year. Like You know, iPhone 4 sold more than all the iPhones previous years put together. iPhone 5, the same thing. But eventually that iPhone market share slowed. But it's still making record profits. It's still doing all of these wonderful things today. I think that's where the WordPress economy is going to be. You won't see that market share number go up, even if we have a market share number. But you're going to see all these other factors. And that's why I think the article from WP Engine is a good article to start thinking like that. Well, that was fantastic. Thank you, everybody. I I think we had a very wonderful, diverse set. Some surprises, some things I never even read before. Let me see if I can look in Slack right now. This may be before I edit something out. Okay, so if you can go ahead right now and just paste the... I only need the top three... I'll get the others later. If you haven't put your top three in Slack, just all you need to do is just drop the link. I'll be able to figure it out from there. And then what I'll do is I'll go through everyone, read it off, and then we'll be done. Since I'm editing this part out anyway, and I'm waiting for Jason and Daniel, you put it in there. So we're waiting on Robert Leslie Aruba. Aruba needs to just update Slack real quick. This podcast episode will probably be out next week. It's hard to say near the end of the year because we have a lot of end of year stuff going on, but I'll let you know about that. I need a picture from every one of you at some point in the next couple of days to put in graphics for promotion for this. And I'll try to keep you updated in terms of anything else I might need from you, but I think that's basically it because we should have all the links in Slack. I can order them and all of that. If this goes well, we were hoping to get a second episode out of this with some other people who couldn't make it for this time zone too, but you are the first. Congratulations. Congratulations no longer uh draft virgins as they say Oh, i probably shouldn't use that word okay strike it new word noobs noobs there we go you, this you is robot. why i have <laughs> this is why i have producers they have poo-pooed my ideas so often and i didn't usually <laughs> i didn't say poo-poo in the beginning but they told me to say that word instead
4: i'm uh, calling Corey right now
0: <laughs> oh you can go <laughs> please probably I think some. of you
2: Also, too, if you want to spice up the podcast, you should throw in some Mortal Kombat stuff, like, bonus round.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Finish it. That's what we should do at the end. We should just finish it. All right, let's see what we got. All right, Jeff is still alive, but he's only in Slack. We should have just brought him on. He could have just listened. All right, so here we go running through the top 3 here. Ruba, yours is, oh there we go. Yours was the WordPress 5.9 release, it was Frost being acquired and made open source, and Stubbornella Utilities Classes Twitter thread. That was your 3 picks, excellent picks. Daniel, your picks were you the WP user avatar debacle with ProfilePress that was how Gutenberg has divided WordPress. That's what the article was titled. I remind me of the author again yeah. on that. <laughs> See, I don't remember. (laughs) It's a long night. I'll edit this. Hopefully, don't worry. It's from the WP Minute. I'm just remembering who. Oh, Paul Lazy. Okay, thank you very much. He deserves the credit. And then finally, podcast app podcast acquired by Automatic. Again, another great uh, one of those acquisitions that you may not have thought of at first in 2021, but I think definitely fits into a grand scheme of things. Let's see, uh, Jason, your top three, the WordPress performance team, that that was an excellent one. The theme.json, another great one with 5.8 and Google's Flock and WordPress there. Pretty good, solid picks. Robert, yours were the Yoast joins the new phone digital acquisition, the OpenVerse announcement, and the American Airlines sues Su's online publisher and host over a fake website involving Joomla, which is something I'll be reading right after this. And Leslie, your top three was the marketing machine blog post from getaliptus.com. It was the the article about the past, the present, and the future with Matt Mullenwegs. And that was from a podcast, Join Colossus. Is that the name of the podcast? Or that's at least the URL where we're pointing it. And then your last pick was the waking oh, excuse me, working in public, the making and maintenance of open source software. I won't try to pronounce the author's name, but it is a book on amazon.com published in August of 2020. I thought that was a very excellent pick as well. And our first book pick. So. Oh, and
5: also the FSE outreach program.
0: Yes. And that too. I don't know if I can't remember if that was in your quickies or your deads. Definitely need to be renaming oh, these. The my, my final three or my big three was the AMP was, has a rapidly damaged publisher's trust and, Half of the credit goes to the subject matter. Half of it goes to Sarah Gooding's writing on that piece. Kent Matmongweg saved the internet from the Deva, from the protocol article written by David Pierce. And the acquisition of Awesome Motives, acquisition of Easy Digital Downloads, uh, WP Simple Pay, Affiliate WP, and all of that stuff from Sandhills Development um, as well. I think that was my one acquisition pick, which I, I'm surprised nobody got to Pagely, but that's fine. They'll... They, I, managed well, to I mentioned in.
4: it in the chat, but it's just, you know, it happened so recently and there's just so many other things that. I'm allowed
1: to I'm talk about in the Slack. I have to say
0: it yep. once because it'll show up in the transcript and it'll just make everybody feel good. Yeah. We've only said Wix twice. Oh crap. Well, and let's say GoDaddy. What happens when you say GoDaddy three times? I get a coupon in the in my email for three months hosting. So why do you, so ever, I know what I do on the first of every month. It's like I say. Mantra. Thank you
4: to Adam Warner. I'm going to give him a shout out for that. <laughs> yeah, he should.
0: He should. That's a uh, lots of companies did a lot of hard work this year. I want. So I want to thank my panelists, and I'm going to go in the order of which they were delivered. And please let me know as you're closing off here where people can find you on the internet. Let's start with Aruba.
1: I'm Aruba.com or Twitter.com/slash Aruba. A U R O O B A. Thanks for having me.
0: No, thank you for having us. I think you were one of the first people that said yes. It's very rare. Yes. When it comes to this podcast. Yes. At least. Anyway, Daniel, where people can find you. uh,
2: Yeah. Danielschutzman.com. You know, I do a lot of different projects, but really just find me on Twitter. So it's S C H U T Z S M
0: I T H. Mm -hmm. Great. And Jason Cosper, where can we find you?
3: Yeah. You can find me at Jason.cosper.me or on Twitter at B as in boy, O G as in girl, A H, Ooga like Ooga. Booga.
0: Ooga sounds like uh, yeah something I should yell in the middle of a Costco's and see what happens.
4: Robert I'm trying to spell Jason's. Twitter handle, hold on, I'll be there in a, I'll be back in a minute when I figure out all the letters.
0: That's okay, We're, uh, we'll admire your uh, mustache in the meantime. Go
4: ahead. You can always reach me somewhere at cloudways.com, but on Twitter at Robert Jacoby, spelled like it sounds, except it's an I at the end, and uh, robertjacoby.com. Well, there's Jason, you know, it's, we got Triple J, who's got the Jacoby with a Y.
0: Yes, yes. He's cheating, wanna... it's really supposed to be an I. I'm just telling you. We don't want to get you two mixed up. That's right. Definitely not. Different facial hair at the very least. And finally, Leslie, my darling Leslie, where can people find you? You
5: can find me on Twitter. I am there too much. Um, Only second to you and your memes, David. You can find me on Twitter at Leslie underscore pizza, L-E-S-L-E-Y mm. underscore pizza. And you can find my plugin at newsletterblue.com.
0: Yes, that's right. And if you need a newsletter and a plugin form, put her on the list. And, yes. Uh, definitely. I want to thank you all for coming this evening. This was the first time we did this. First time I've done this. I think it went perf- really well. I, I we There's a lot of, people doing end of the year roundups. And then in about two weeks, you'll see everybody doing the predictions for 2022. Not sure if I'll be able to do anything differently there. But I wanted to close out the year what our best picks were in a format that was, we'll show these off on poststatus.com as our, as kind of like our teams, you know, this is, these are the picks that represent us and what we thought. And I think we got a really great mixture. Thank you for not turning this into Acquisition Alley. Really appreciate that. That probably will be our, I'll invite five VCs on next time. And, you know, I'll just sit here and just, you know, watch Seinfeld or something while they rattle off all their acquisitional, acquisitional hires. But thank you very much for coming, and I hope you guys have a good night. And I, wait a minute, let's back up. Let me re edit that. I hope all you people have a good night. All right.
5: Thank you.